0: What's going on, everybody? Austin Banker here with Under the Radar Fantasy Podcast. Thank you all for giving it a listen today. Wherever you may be listening to podcasts, either through Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts can be found, thank you again for giving this podcast a listen. It is greatly appreciated. If you enjoy what you listen to today, be sure to give it a thumbs up slowly trying to grow this podcast as a hobby for casual listeners of the game of fantasy football and to answer any questions that may come up as the season progresses. So thanks again. I had some time on my hands to reflect on a recent decision in a league that I recently just started. It was a super flex tight end premium league. We recently did a draft for it and I feel my team came out pretty well on top. Superflex is the ability to have two quarterbacks in your starting lineups every week if you so choose to draft two or more. Tight end premium is when there is a reception bonus for the tight end position. So they get a little bit more of a bump each time they catch the ball. And in this specific league, it was a half a point. So they get a full point for the catch on top of another half. So it'll be 1.5 points per catch. So a situation that came up earlier and it resulted in a little bit of some heated words, unfair name calling, loud noises. And unfortunately later on having not one but two individuals removed from this specific league that I'm about to tell you about today. So without further ado, let's dive right into that. For the new listeners out there, pretty new to fantasy football, or some veterans have never experienced with this type of a league before, the super flex position allows you to play a second quarterback in your starting lineup every single week. The other half of the league is a tight end premium. And in this specifically, the premium was only half a point extra on top of the one point. So we did our draft about a few weekends ago. To figure out where you wanted to draft, the commissioner drew your name out of a hat or drew a number out of a hat. If you were considered that number, then you got to pick whatever spot in the draft you wanted to pick from. I was not present for my first two picks, but I was present for which position I wanted to draft in, so I picked number 12. So I could kind of just get a feel for how everyone else was judging certain positions. Well, due to parental responsibilities, I was unable to make my first two picks of the draft. That is one big pile of <laughs> But after returning home and sitting down, opening up the draft, I wasn't too disappointed with my first two picks. They were Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. From there, I managed to pick the rest of the way, resulting in Travis Kelsey and Aaron Rodgers as as my fourth pick, so pick 4-1. We won't get into too much detail on the whole whereabouts of my team and who's all involved with it. But I will tell you about a trade it started off with friendly conversation on chat in private regarding how one individual really wanted Aaron Rodgers from me. Now, Aaron Rodgers, at most will know, he's the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's a nine-time Pro Bowler, a three-time All-Pro. He just won his third MVP, and he has a Super Bowl, Super Bowl championship under his belt. He is 37 years old, so he's near the top of the age chart for... Uh, quarterbacks, But as you can tell, depending on how you want to draft your team, most of the quarterbacks that are still sustainable are in their late 30s. And like Tom Brady, for instance, are still serviceable for a fantasy football team. Maybe not your number one, but still serviceable. I forgot to mention earlier on that this is Dynasty, so there's a little bit of a premium on the age. So in this case, Aaron Rodgers is probably near the peak of his value right now, and some would say he's on the decline. But as you can see in 2020, he was not on the decline at all. He ended the year with one yard shy of 4,300 yards. He had 48 touchdowns with five interceptions. I believe he was the touchdown leader for that year. And he's still locked in with the Green Bay Packers for a couple more years on his current contract. Granted, since the cap situation has been adjusted, the team is going to be looking for other avenues of trying to free up some cap space. So he may have to restructure his contract here in the future. But no signs of him really being let go or traded in anytime soon. So again, still fairly serviceable quarterback. I do not really have a second quarterback of consequence on my team. It's Drew Locke. And when I saw how many of the quarterbacks were being taken in the first round, I decided to go opposite of the direction of that flow and test my chances with taking a quarterback later. I was lucky to find Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round, so I consider that a big-time win since I view him as one of the last – of the few in a specific tier, more of the last of the top 10 options for a quarterback to start any given year when healthy. One individual in the league, a total random league by the way, I know nobody in this league, tried to strike a conversation about how he wanted to trade me Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is 24 years old, Most remember he was the first overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals in last year's draft, which is 2020. He started every single game. Granted, he did get hurt with an ACL injury, which knocked him out for the remainder of the year. But he did start 10 games. So out of the time that he was playing for them, he was their go-to guy. Unfortunately, their record was far from superior. It was two wins, seven losses, and a tie. His numbers in the 10 games were way shorter than that of veteran Aaron Rodgers with 13 touchdowns and 5 interceptions. So fairly serviceable, but real similar to uh, fellow draftee Tua Valoa, who also started 10 games for the Miami Dolphins this season, but had a way superior record at 6-3 and three with 11 touchdowns and 5 interceptions and spent most of his time being replaced on and off by Ryan Fitzpatrick. I see both of those two very similar. Unfortunately, as the conversations progressed, it went from sour to worse with the Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow conversation, which later resulted in the individual publicly on the general chat for the specific fantasy football platform, blasting me all over the chat to all the other 10 individuals that were in this specific league. There was only one other individual that sided with him, while the rest were more quiet on the situation. Nothing else was really said other than the fact that the commissioner didn't approve of any of this, had told the individual numerous times that this is no place for that type of behavior, as not what we want to have involved with this type of league. And the individual continued, and then he later was booted from the league, along with another individual who continued on with the banter, who had nothing to do with the situation at all. I'm sure you guys have had a situation like that before. Or you know about that somebody that has a hard time figuring out trade situations and you really want a specific person. Or you have someone else in the league that barely is talking, that barely is doing trades anyway, who's not in the chat and not very active. I'm just here to let you guys know that it's everywhere. I just happen to have a platform for making a podcast because it's a hobby of mine. But that's kind of what this podcast is about. is about sharing the same frustrations and the same ups and downs as everyone else as the casual hobbyist of the game and to know that you're not the only ones out there with this type of situation. Again, I don't want to fill this podcast with a bunch of analytics and yes, stats are great and everything, but I want it to come from more of that you're not alone with whoever it is that's in your league, just giving you a hard time, and that we can maybe work through it all together, and to understand that this is this is how we can make the community better, and this is how we can make the community stronger. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to share is that everyone has their own assessment on specific individuals on their team. I drafted that. Person on their team for a reason. So it's a little bit of an emotional tie for them to make sure that they get all that they can in terms of a trade, especially when you're not the one that was really shooting to be trying to trade the individual in the first place. So why not get a little bit out of the person that is interested in whoever it is that you may have? It's just a process that some people have, but it just shows that there's not everyone out there that shares the same type of assessment and knowledge as you do. And sometimes there's a time to step back and there's a time to ask, hey, what is it that you see that I may not be seeing? But then again, you need to assess your surroundings to see if that's even the best option. Unfortunately, with my situation, that was not the best option. It was taken to a completely different level than I had ever expected, same with everyone else in the league, and it resulted in a burned bridge, which is very unfortunate. <coughs> It makes you partially wonder if they were ever burned before in another league to make them think and to act the way that they act. But you try and do it in a healthier fashion than what I just explained to you today. Going forward, maybe this could be a helpful story, situation that you have in the back of your mind the next time you want to handle or the next time you have to handle somebody that's a little bit difficult in whatever league you may be. You could take what I explained today. And then you can make your own judgment and assessment. I hope this little tidbit was helpful for all you guys. Thank you again for listening. I have a couple other episodes in mind coming up. And I hope to have a few more guests on shortly. But until then, I'm Austin Bankhead. This is Under the Radar Fantasy. And I'll catch you in the next episode.